Blau-Weiß sein Leben lang. Herzlich willkommen zurück auf Schalke America. Welcome back, Episode 186. Uh, I'm your host, Richard Carmen, joining back off of IR. Jack Mangan, welcome back, sir. Good to be back. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, apologize for my, uh, for my absence, but I'm back in fighting form. Uh, unlike the team this weekend. Uh, not <laughs> yeah. looking particularly great. Uh, it's, it's the old meme. Once again, with the scoreline. Um, Luckily, they were you, holding uh, up. Yeah, yeah. How are, you, how are you holding up on the back of that? Pretty disappointing result. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the last three weeks have been uh, something else, right? We said going into the Hoffenheim matchup that there's two relegation six-pointers that we had to win. We won one of those. Uh, and it felt pretty good after the Hurt the Berlin game. And, you know, Freiburg's not been playing necessarily great lately. We said, okay, we got a chance. We can nick something off of them and... Not so much. Not so much. It's been a difficult pill to swallow because everyone around us, all the ri immediate rivals for relegation, all lost except for Stuttgart. They got a draw, and we couldn't even get a point. We embarrassed ourselves, uh, so that was pretty disheartening for sure, to say the least. Unfortunately, not unpredictable, though. I mean, you and I were yeah. messaging on Saturday as we were seeing some of those results coming in and being, you know, essentially, hey, thank goodness for that because there's a pretty good chance uh, the scoreline is not going to go our way. On Sunday, and it did not do that uh, for us. But that's what's yeah. that. I don't know. Not not surprising. Uh, but the thing is, like as you mentioned, a lot of the teams around us poor results as well. So um, a little bit of stagnation there, which is always helpful when we have a bad result. Um, and uh, I mean, look, like it, we're within a result essentially of safety at the moment in terms of the math and everything. Like you know, Stuttgart and, and Bochum are, are right there still. Um, when there's still plenty of games for us to go and try to chase them down. So anything can happen. It's just when you combine the table picture now with some of the injuries that we've racked up, um, it just makes you so much less optimistic that we're going to find a way to get those points, which was already, you know, in question when we had a, a full complement of, of, of healthy, ideal first teamers. Yeah. Yeah. And we, and we uh, I talked about the injuries last week, uh, how, how big they were. And we saw how evident they were, um, Real quick, uh, shout out to Low Limit Football. Uh, I got, I was, uh, I was fortunate to to be a guest on their podcast and got to talk a little about Schalke and the Bundesliga. So definitely give a, a, a shout out to them and, and check out that podcast. Uh, and listen to some of the things I had to say about the Bundesliga and Schalke in particular, and also the prospect of, um, you know, if we were to be fortunate enough to be in the relegation playoff spot, uh, the team in the Zweite Liga that looks like to be the most likely candidate would be Hamburg. So imagine that kind of matchup at Hamburg versus Schalke for all the marbles there. Uh, not necessarily the most ideal thing, but, um, you know, it's funny before heading to this game, before I get to lineups and stuff, um, Thomas Rice was saying how basically how, you know, the first game we played them, it was really, we played really poor. We had a lot of things to, we needed to do better upon. And he felt that the team really could have done that. Um, we'll talk about the kind of game plan he had to, to implement to kind of get a, a result in this game, uh, knowing how, um, things like the psychological disadvantage of this game because of being a relegation battle. And basically everything he said and he promised in the pregame did not come to fruition at all. Uh, pretty much the opposite. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost like he gave Christian Reich the uh, strike, the uh, 
the handbook of how to beat Schalke. Not that it's that it's complicated at this point in, in the game, uh, but uh, certainly everything he said that we needed to do, we did not. And it's uh, very disappointing as you're watching it, hoping we're going to have some kind of result and far from it. Yeah, um, <clears throat> you're hoping that you can at least put in a performance that's going to build on the back of what you saw against Hertha, which... Yeah. Um, you know, j- just because you score five goals doesn't mean automatically mean like the effort and the performance was great. You know, there, there's there's variance in football, obviously, but um, certainly seemed like we had some some ideas and we're taking the initiative in that match. And um, a lot of that was ultimately lacking. And it, it was, yeah, it's just been disappointing to see um, sort of a mindset game to game. I mean, like the Hoffenheim game, as you as you mentioned, we go into that one knowing that it's a you know winnable game and an important game for us to to win. And we just didn't compete to the level that you would expect to. Um, flat in that one. Look flat. And then, yeah, and then and then Herito, you know, there there was more energy. Um, and then I think we we got a little bit fortunate as well and happened to catch them in a moment where just defensively they're in absolute shambles, and so we kind of capitalized on some stuff. Um, but then you know, like so, there you go. You have a bounce back result, and now you can try to take that into the next game. And you know, you know, it's going to be a tough game against Freiburg. We're not expecting necessarily to win that game, but um, yeah, from the get go, I just I just didn't think we had it. Um, yeah. in this one, and uh, I think Freiburg kind of made us look silly ultimately. I, I think the scoreline is a little bit flattering because I don't think any of their goals were actually particularly well worked. They're just kind of like you know, and we can talk about that as we get into it a little bit more, but um, even so, just like organizationally, structurally, they were they were so much better than us. We looked completely bereft of ideas, you know, going yeah. forward. Um, and uh, a lot of individual errors as well. It was, it was, yeah, pretty poor on the heels of what was a better performance against Hertha. Yeah, if you missed the game, uh, you're lucky. Uh, we lost four nothing. Uh, two goals by ex Shaka player uh, Mikael Gregorich, uh, Lucas Holler, and Matthias Ginter as well got goals in this one. Uh, looking at their lineup, I mean it was it was okay lineup, all right? You got Flecken and goal, uh, Kubler, Ginter, Leinhardt, and and Gunter in the back four. Uh, Keitel and, and Hofler in the holy midfield with Don, who's, who's someone who's very talented. Grifo, their best player, uh, and then Gregorich and Holler up top. Um, obviously. Grifo's got to be the danger man of the team, but I mean, Gregorich is getting goals this year. Holaire is getting goals this year. Both guys are near double digits, if not double digits. Doan is a fantastic Japanese uh, international. And so they had some attacking prowess, and there's a reason why they're fighting for a Champions League spot, right? Well, you still got, you know, Nils Peterson sniffing around the bench. So this is true. This um, is very yeah, true. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Grifo obviously is going to be a danger man. Um, and then, of course, anytime we're playing a former Schalke player, your guard's got to be up just because it seems to go that way against us. Oh, it's actually. Score. I wonder if this is just our impression that we're just you know making a bigger deal out of this than it actually is. But I, w- I would love to see somebody that has access to that stat to see like how often a player when they're in the starting lineup against us actually scores against us. It feels like we have to have a pretty high percentage like relative to to other teams that experience that. But maybe you know maybe I'm way off. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. But I mean, we, we know what to expect from this team. Um, and yeah, obviously, Greg Rich. Uh, you, just for the for the for the lulls and everything going into work, we're concerned about, but. I'm with you. I think uh, if you look at all the teams in the Bundesliga and the rival scoring, there are former players scoring against them. I think we're probably at the top of the table. It kind of feels like that, at least uh, certainly. Looking at our starting lineup, obviously, Fairman out and news today that at least I heard, and anyone in the chat or, or Jack can confirm or not, but I heard that Fairman might be out for the season uh, with the fears of the injury, which uh, obviously mean Alexander Sholoff is going to jump in. Um, and it seems like Shockins doesn't play for him when he's in goal this season uh so he was in goal back four of matriciani now on the right hand side with jens and kaminsky the two center backs who did so well last week uh with orin on the left 
Holding midfielders are Kral and Latza. And then uh, attacking midfielders are Bulter, Drexler, and Karaban. Karaban in the starting lineup. And then uh, Simo Terota getting the second start in a row. Um, thoughts on the lineup in particular with the with Karaman and um, Shwolov and Orner, whoever else you want to talk about. Yeah, I mean, the Shwolov thing is huge for me, obviously. Uh, we were pretty happy when, when ultimately it was Fairman that was reinserted. Uh, into the lineup, um, with the exception of maybe one performance where he was kind of shaky, he's been very solid since his return. Um, not not always spectacular or anything, but once again, just a solid experienced presence back there that I think has contributed to um, our, our calm on the defensive end at times in the second half and, and just you know limiting the mistakes that, that can help contribute to some of these poor results. Shrola coming in, um, I mean, there's mistakes in this game from him again. Yeah, you can say like, hey, you know, we're not really helping out with the defensive performances we put in when he's in goal. But, um, you know, he, more often than not, he's contributing to at least one of them himself. I think that was the case again today. Um, more more issues at, at, at the, you know, the right and left back positions. Um, you know, Orion, like, still not really first choice at this point, despite kind of being back and healthy. I mean, like, I don't know if it's like the, like the psychology aspect. Like, he just, like, needs, like, some psychological help to kind of get yeah. back. But, like, I mean, that was one of our, our our marquee signings last season and one of the players that you and I both predicted would translate best to the Bundesliga. It has not worked out for him at all this season. It's been yeah. shocking yeah. Um, how off the pace he's been. Erinen, I've never been even super impressed with him either, so I wasn't thrilled to see him at left back. No. Matriciani, obviously, he's going to be your Tilly man, do whatever you want, but you prefer to see Bruner at the right back position, who had been very solid and who you and I had both kind of come around on. He's, of course, injured as well alongside Fairman. So, yeah, this lineup is, is was in a lot of ways kind of uninspiring. And then, of course, you have um, Caramon up top uh, on the right side. And, and, I mean, with the exception of, you know, that one nice goal he scored the one time, you know, it's just, once again, somebody who's, who's often kind of drifts through matches without really making much of an impact. So, um, for me, really the only bright spots in this one were actually kind of Kaminsky to some extent, despite the 4-0. I think he's actually looked very impressive on the ball. With, yeah, with the ball at his feet, like yeah. at the Bundesliga level, like like can actually play some line. I think he I think he led the team in progressive passing, um, and uh, yeah, just looked very comfortable in possession and, and was able to kind of you know break a break a line or two here and there, which I thought was would be useful for us and build up. On the um on the Shaka America Discord channel, uh, I talked about how how poor how poor the team is in front of Schwolov for whatever reason. It's night and day the team that is in front of the goalkeeper when Schulhoff's in net versus Fairman this season. I mean, it's a remarkable difference. And, and granted, take that with take it with a grain of salt because Jens came in at the right time when Fairman was doing well, and so maybe that had part of it to do. But you just look at the, you know, the, the game or two that uh, Schulhoff's been here since, and the team's not played well in front of him. And he's not he's not helping his own cause. You know, usually if teams not play in front of you, you kind of you know make it up and you do a little bit better. He's not. I mean, the first and third goal of this game were pretty bad, I thought. Um, maybe all four if you want to – depends how you want to look at it. But uh, he's not helping himself out, and um, uh, I'd be surprised. I'd be shocked if he's back with us next year. I think he's on loan anyway, so not like we're going to pick him up. But uh, he, he can't be. He, he's just – he's not at the level, um, no. and he makes far too many mistakes. Yeah, I mean, I think the second goal you can argue he should have done better on. The third goal he absolutely should have done better on. Um, yeah, it's, it's a disappointing performance for him once again. Sorry, I mean, I, I hate to be harsh because you know I, I'm sure he's trying, and you hate when you know goalkeepers get the worst of it. You know, you can make a mistake in midfield sometimes, and it doesn't lead to a goal in transition. Or whatever, a lot of times, if you make a bad mistake as a goalkeeper, it's usually a directly you know going to show up on the score sheet. So, I mean, you feel bad for people like that to some extent, but it's just happened far too often this season. He's just not, he's just not up for it, in my opinion, and not at the Bundesliga level. 
I mean, I think it's fair. I mean, look at the scoreline. It's four nothing. I mean, like, kind of deserves some of the some of the the, the stick he's getting. So, I mean, you know, what are you gonna what are you gonna do, right? Uh, but uh, so uh, on the Discord channel, you know, someone I, I saw this on Twitter. Someone getting saying, you know, player of the season, da da da. So I, I play the season. I put Bolter. I mean, he's having a good year compared to everybody else on the team. Oyan was my flop of the season. I thought. I mean, you can make a case for obviously Simon Toroda, but I thought Oyan just like we just talked about. We we felt that his ability would translate the best out of everybody, and it never even showed up. I put Matriciani's the most improved player. I thought uh, unsung hero Fairman just because we weren't expecting him to come back and bounce back so strong. And obviously, signing of the season would be Jens for me. But um, yeah, that just goes to your point earlier about Oyan, how he should have. It should have translated a lot better than it has, and for whatever reason, like you said, maybe it's a mentality thing, maybe it's a niggling injury that we don't know about, but it just has not worked out for him, and he's been second best at, at left back this year at best. I don't know. So, yeah, uh, it, 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 maybe I missed something in terms of them still managing him potentially in terms of his minute load or something coming back, but it seems like he's been available and is just not getting selected and is playing, you know, sort of the reserve substitute role and when the person in front of you is like earn it or somebody it's like these are not players that are particularly special that are keeping you off off the uh the starting 11 so yeah it's it's very surprising because uh, yeah Oyama was, was great for us last season uh it's not the first time i heard someone say this so a waffle saying i uh, feel bad so bad for schwoloff but i think longer is ahead of him i heard a lot of people saying you know put in longer you know, put in longer and i mean longer would do pretty well for us our relegation year take that with a grand salt too but uh i mean yeah it just seems like mentality wise he's given up some weak stuff and bobbling the balls a lot and I, I don't know man it's just it's difficult uh this one but uh yeah came out the game fairly unconvincing i mean um you know even before i think michelle gregory scored they had two chances i think gregory had opportunity and maybe vincenzo grifo or holaire uh but eventually michelle gregory got a goal um that was the was that the cut through goal where he came on a breakaway past Jens, or was that his second yeah, it was it was a ball kind of played over the top. It wasn't anything that they particularly opened up very well, um, and uh, you know the ball was ultimately brought down. And for whatever reason, Jens should have just continued with Gregorich. Yeah, and yeah marked yeah. him. It, I mean, they they each basically had a player, the two center backs, and he kind of got caught like half watching the ball or like trying to cut off a passing lane or something. And Gregorich just ran past him. To me, it was it was actually kind of a shocking defensive mistake from from Morris Jens, who'd been very solid, you know, for yeah. most of the season. That was a, a rare moment of, of weirdness from him. Yeah, it was uh, it was perplexing. I had to watch replay. I had to like rewind it like several times. I'm like, how did how did he get so wide open? Like you said, he's like completely ball watching, completely ignored Gregorich. And I, I, I can see that, right? It's Gregorich, right? But Gregorich makes his run, and you know, good for him, and gets the ball and puts the ball away, and um. At first, I thought it was maybe it was a great run by Gregorich or a great pass by Holaire or whoever made the assist. Uh, but no, it was poor, poor defending from Jens. And I don't know if he picked up an injury or, or it came out at halftime because he was that bad. But uh, on that play in particular, he looked terrible. And you, know, you, you should never leave a, a striker that wide open in, in any level, let alone the Bundesliga. And Michel Gregorich uh, put it away one nothing there. And then um, uh, in the 35th minute, we had, oh, you know, they had a couple other chances. I think in the 15th minute, they had probably had. Grifo came up close again, hit the post. Holaire had a, a dipping shot that just went over the bar. Uh, they had exactly, yeah, it's like the, the Grifo post shot, for example, was like one of their better worked attempts. Like, yes. I mean, like, like, like that, for example, I think was a better attempt than some of the goals they actually scored. Yeah. And that's what I was saying in terms of the scoreline being maybe potentially a little bit flattering. But yeah, um, they, they had a couple other ones prior to the uh, the second one going in as well. 
Finally, they uh, got their second goal in the 35th minute. Um, it was a, I think it was a shot from Holaire uh, that Gregorich did a nice deflection, uh, got a pass in goal. It was, I mean, it was a good header by him, I think. His first goal should have certainly been saved by Schwoloff. That one, I'm more willing to say it was a better shot than it was uh, a poor save. But uh, thoughts on that second goal and how it went in and just before halftime, too. I mean, <sighs> There's sort of a whole line of of, of Schalke defenders and, and uh, you know Freiburg players kind of on the edge ish of of the box, and the ball is is significantly outside the box, and somebody just kind of whips in a low ball to that edge of people, and Gregorich just sort of flicks it on behind him. I don't really think he knows all that much about it in terms of like oh this is a perfectly placed header. Um, I don't know if uh, you know Shvalov is, is slightly unsighted. Um, and and didn't realize that it was going to get flicked or whatever, but ultimately it's placed directly into the corner. It's a it's a fantastic, fantastically placed header. I don't know once again how much placement there actually was, as opposed to just kind of how it ultimately yeah. went in. Um, but yeah, you can argue that Schwalov should have done better. I think his feet he was kind of like shifting right as that was going in, you know, for some reason, and ultimately wasn't able to get back to his corner. So uh, the first of potentially a couple of mistakes from Schwalov there. But once again, just sort of a weird freak goal and and. You know, not a whole lot. Then when you're looking at that play, you're going to say this is poorly defended. Maybe a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, ball pressure lacking, which I think was a thing at a lot of times in in, in this match, particularly in the first half. But, um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Tough. That uh, that second goal would be Michel Gregorich's 10th of the season. Um, yeah, I just had having a comeback season after, you know, play for us and not doing so well a couple of years ago. Uh, but yeah, um, two nothing at that point going into halftime. We look bad. I mean, there's no question about it that we just couldn't perform. I don't even know if we had a single shot on goal that was even worth mentioning. It was like pretty much all Freiburg in that first half. It seemed like we were out of ideas. Halftime came at the right time because we were struggling mightily. I thought. Yeah, Karaman was useless. Tarada couldn't get involved in the game, which has been a theme all season for him. He just struggles to to find a way to to. to... To influence things, um, you know, especially at the Bundesliga level with, you know, his limited mobility, he's going to be somebody who's going to require service. And unfortunately, at the Bundesliga level, that service has been less forthcoming than it was in the second division. Um, and yeah. he suffered for it. You have people like Bolter occasionally popping up, trying to be dangerous on the wings. But, um, yeah, it was a very disjointed performance. Um, I don't think there was a lot of movement off the ball in this one. It was, yeah, it was poor effort. Um I don't know. Our, 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 Danny Lotz is not not inspiring. Um, I don't know. There's just too many players on the pitch at the moment that I feel like just don't have it and don't have the spark. I mean, like we, we would need once yeah. again, um, probably somebody other than Caramon in there. We would need Salazar on the pitch. We would need you know more competent you know right and left back. Um, I don't know. How did you feel about it at halftime? Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I mean, Eric even brought it up in the Discord channel. How like you know like what's up with Salazar? Like he's been coming up as a super sub. Uh, in in the last, I don't know, you know, second half of the season for sure. And like you bring him on, uh, like in the second half, and he always seems to do well the last twenty minutes of the game or whatever. And it's for whatever reason, like only on, he's not he's not getting the minutes. And when he's on, it seems like when we give him the confidence to like start or whatever, he just doesn't deliver. Uh, and I, I something needed to happen. Um, obviously we made a couple substitutions, right? Grimel comes in, uh, for Jens, and then as well, uh, Carmen goes out for um, uh, oh my gosh, it's I had a brain fart. Um. Fry, Michel Fry. Uh, but yeah, it, something had to be done, and I would have been pissed off if there was no reaction coming out of, the, out of the gate. And I think at the second half, we did well to like kind of show up for a little bit for a couple minutes, right? It looked like we were ready to go because I think we had pretty probably two good chances in the first like 
couple minutes in the second half. A little bit better pressure from us at, at the beginning once again in, in trying to maintain possession in their in their half and their in their third and uh, you know trying to kill their transition moments and then ultimately once they got their third, I think they kind of die away again. Yeah, that uh, was an interesting play there for the third goal. Um, you talked about with Michelle Gregorich whether he knew or not, didn't know the the header that he was doing for the goal. You could say the same thing on this play too, because Vincenzo Grifo plays a nice, nice pass over to um, Michel Gregorich, who I thought was going to give it to Holler, uh, or not Holler, um, Grifo on the run, the one, the one-two passing. But he makes this like pirouette pass behind him, perfectly to Holler. I don't know if he had knew anything about that, but right in, right in the, you know, right in the footsteps of Holler, Holler puts it away past uh, Shulov, who should have cut. A, he got a hand on her foot on it, should have stopped it. But I mean, man, it's a terrible play. And, so I, I watched this like 20 times. I still don't know what to make of this. I, I, I don't I, I feel like what happened is like Ernan initially is tracking the ball carrier and he kind of knocks the ball away. Yeah. Into the feet of Gregorich. Right. And then before Gregorich can do anything, he's trying to kind of do something. Ernan also sort of deflects that or gets a foot on that as well. Okay. So I don't I don't think that was like a clean assist from Gregorich. I think Gregorich is trying to hold the play up and then Ernan kind of like knocks into it and the ball just kind of squirts back okay. to the Freiburg player. And then, you know, um Grimal is is not in a great position there, um, unfortunately. Uh and they kinda it, but at the same time it just kind of drops to the Freiburg player. But yeah, not a great position from Grimal and then well, it makes me feel better that Gregorich should turn it to Ronaldinho in that game for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's not it's not convincing from Shvalov. Um ball squirts under his leg. He almost looked like he could have gotten a better body position than that anyway. And then even though he isn't in great position, it still kind of hits him and makes contact and he can't keep it out. It's tough. So that's the second, you know, once again, mistake from him potentially in that one. But uh once again, you look at that play, that's it's not like a, a particularly well worked Freiburg opportunity. No. It's it's a weird kind of broken play where a ball squirts through a defender. That's this is what I'm talking about in terms of yeah the scoreline is bad. They did have you know decent xG in this game and they had some clear cut chances, but a lot of the goals they ultimately scored were not particularly impressive. And just it was one of those days, I think. It certainly was, uh, and uh, like I said, the, the results were going our way. I mean, obviously the Augsburg Stuttgart game ended one one on Friday, but. Hoffenheim lost to Cone. Uh, Bochum got killed by Wolfsburg. Hertha lost to Werder. Iron loss. I mean, that's, come on, right? They lost the minds. Um, yeah, so we had all the results to go our way, and then we we put up that goose egg in that game, and uh, all of a sudden, where we had a chance to maybe get out of the relegation spot, we're still second bottom of the table. Um, we're like you said, we're we're still within striking distance, one point behind Stuttgart, who only got a point on Friday, and two points behind or three points behind Bochum. And we get a result against Bochum, we're, we leapfrog them in the table. So we're not out yet, but you you, you wonder where are these wins going to come from. We have to get wins. I mean, you're looking at maybe 29, 30 points uh, stave off relegation. Uh, that's about a year it is. And I don't know where we're going to get those five points from, five to six points from, Jack. It's uh, This weekend has to be one, right, against Werder Bremen. Werder Bremen is 12. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, I'm not expecting us to get, to get safe at this point, you know, given everything that's going on. Um, but, yeah, uh, this weekend is going to be important as well. For sure. Yeah. So gotta have it. Gotta have it. Um, take that off the screen. Uh, so, yeah, that's a tough game coming up this weekend. We, we just got to find a way to respond and do well. The in, the news about Fairman really is worrisome, just be, in particular, just because how we're playing with Schwoloff in front of us, uh, or the team in front of him, uh, I should say, and it's just not um, inspiring at the moment. Hopefully we see some kind of reaction like they did for the Hertha Berlin match where they kind of woke up and kind of got the results. We'll see. It's gonna be it's gonna be super difficult. 
a game like this is just concerning. It's because you know Freiburg's just basically sitting against us in a four four two, and Schalke look like they've never encountered that in their life. You know what I mean? What, what is, is this, this formation? What, yeah, what is this defensive shape that we're encountering? How do we go about potentially breaking it down? It, it, yeah, it was. And so when you see that, you're just like that. I mean, the personnel just is not there to compete in a Bundesliga. I mean, it was. Yeah, it was. It was pretty dire. Yeah, see, that's the thing, right? Because last week we looked like we could have been we could have been competitive against anybody in the league. So far, the second half of the season, most of the second half of the season, we've competed against the best teams in the league, and, and we drew them. Now we can't even like. Yeah, Heritage last... is not nearly as disciplined as Freiburg is in that. No. In that, I mean, yeah, well no. drilled. You got to give Christian Strike, you know, credit yeah. obviously. All but right. uh, yeah, go ahead. He's probably my favorite manager that's outside of Shiroshaka. Um, he's just a fun character, and he's. Uh, it, his teams get better and better every year. So, you know, full credit to them, like you said. So, um, as always, you know, the team has to make preparations for both leagues. Uh, it, it was news that came out that um, we acquired our license for both leagues. You know, we're, 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 we have the, the money or the, the license, I guess, whether we go down or stay, or stay in the Bundesliga. So that's good news. And the other good news was that we're actually going to turn a profit this year. We're going to be um, not in the red for once no matter what league we're in. So I guess, you know, the funds, the financial aspect of it is leveling out, getting better, not leveling out, getting better. Um, but still. Add that to the trophy case. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at this point, that's all we can do, right? I mean, it's going to be difficult. We got uh, the hard part is the question, we're, we, we, should, we don't know yet, is where, are we going to stay up or, or be a yo-yo club as we, I think you mentioned this even uh, heading into the seasons. Like, you know, we have that, it's that very real potential. Um, and anytime you go to the fight, the Liga, there's no guarantee to come up. I mean, last year was, uh, you know, we were very fortunate, I think. And look at how, like, Hamburg still are down there. And we could possibly be facing them in the relegation playoffs. But if we are fortunate enough to get up in 16th position. So, um, lot to be, a uh, lot to play for. But we're going to have to play a lot better than we have been. It's just been uh, very disheartening, very pathetic, honestly. And I don't know, man. Anything else you want to chat about tonight before we wrap this one up? No, it's sir. Basically a bitch fest. As deserved for for nothing like fuck. Um, where can our followers find you on social media, Jack? At JMMang and JMMangan on Twitter. Right on, right on. You can follow me at r underscore k h a r m a n. Follow us, Shock America, anywhere <clears> that has a podcast and Twitter and all that good stuff. Um, shout out to the chat and and those on the Discord channel. You guys are. Enjoy and join us or joining with us in our miseries. So uh, of Shaka of our favorite team. So uh and Richard, real quick, I would like to, on the subject of Twitter, I would like to apologize because I, I do realize that that tweets for like tech support at ESPN plus and whatnot are quite cringe. And I apologize for going into that genre of tweet <laughs> it multiple times over the past couple weekends, but I've reached the threshold where I'm just annoyed that ESPN plus Putin's the streams cannot consistently work. Um and especially when they're raising the price like forty two percent. For the I'm, year. So, I'm glad anyway. you brought that up because I completely but forgot about my misery. This is the last thing I do want to talk about ESPN and and how I think I was deserve what you tweeted out because like really this is a top level you know top five team and top five league in the world I should say and you can't get a stream to work for your for the game for the first 15 minutes and it wasn't just like it was all ESPN the Spanish version was available and they they started from the beginning you go back to the replay. You can't watch a replay until 15 minutes into the game with the English version. You go to Spanish version, you watch the whole game. It's it's shambolic what they're doing uh, for the Bundesliga. It's not just Schalke. It's the whole Bundesliga. It's not the first time they've done it. It's happened numerous times this year. Um, 
So it's it, a fury. I don't know what the infrastructure looks like for ESPN. They may be somehow relying on obviously third party like Sky Sports Streams or something that, that that they're just sort of like private purposing, and maybe yeah. there's some sort of technical difficulties with those streams or some, somehow the handoff, whatever. All I'm saying is if you're investing like thirty million dollars a year, which is I think what their contract says for the rights to broadcast the Bundesliga, and you're making all these games available live streaming, it's just it's just unacceptable. Like how many issues there have been recently. Um, yeah, to me, it's 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 wild. I mean, this one was was not as bad, right? Because yeah, only the first fifteen the or so. <laughs> There's been games recently where like the entire first half is just unavailable. Yeah, yes. um, it's just the entire thing's just an ESPN Plus ad for for forty five minutes until the second half starts. So, um, hopefully they get together. Um, I don't know. It would have been uh, it, the the only good thing is that you know some of those Gregorich goals were I think cut off before I switched over to the Spanish. It was stream, the so. first one was yeah, the first yeah. one was, and you know look. Like I said, it, it, it's fine. You have issue technical issues. That's fine. But then your replays, so you, you, you're supposed to watch the full replays afterwards. It starts at the 15th minute mark when the Spanish version it starts at the you know in in the pregame. So like, why couldn't you use the same video? Anyway, I don't know. I digress. But uh, thank you for reminding me that because that, that that on top of everything else on 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 Saturday that or Sunday that pissed me off more than anything else. Why isn't the Bundesliga the number one priority of ESPN programming? Yeah, obviously it's not, and we don't expect it to be, but. Yeah. Still silly. This is the worldwide leader. Anyway, on that note. Anyway, all right. So uh, follow Shock America. Go to shockamerica.com. We'll try to uh, put uh, pre and post match uh, press conference uh, transcriptions, as well as any. Uh, we got a, uh, a need to write something about the team. Uh, our, our opinions. We'll, we'll definitely put it there. And then, of course, uh, join us on the Discord channel. If you haven't done so yet, make sure you follow us on uh, our YouTube and like the video. It'll definitely help the, uh, help the algorithm. And then. Uh, we will catch you hopefully after a victory over Verda Bremen, but uh, to be determined. Uh, for Jack, myself, for Shock American Nation, we bid you a uh, good golf.